Chicago is more than great food, iconic sports, legendary music, and crooked politicians. It's a community of people who, at their core, care about one another and their city. We're chatting with new and native Chicagoans about all things local on The Chicagoan Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is The Chicagoan Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Michael Earhart, CEO of Taste for the Homeless. Michael, thank you for being here, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is a, it is a blessing. And I don't get to say that very often, but to to see the the impact that you have, have had in the lives of Chicagoans is absolutely incredible. And I just cannot get wait to get into the word of what it is that you do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you're a humble guy, so above all things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but tell me, what is Taste for the Homeless? Taste. I mean, it's, the name kind of says a lot, but I'd love to really get to know what um, your vision is for, for what you do. Well, Taste for the Homeless is, I always say Taste for the Homeless is life. It's just, um, it's a taste of the best food, the taste of the best cars, the best things that we need that's in life, um, whether it's shoes, hygiene items, food, groceries, wherever, whatever it is to be offered to this world, that's a taste. And um, I believe in giving the taste, even when we go through things in life, whether it's drug addiction, different things of, um, in your life that brings you down, you know, we want to try to lift you back up and give you that taste, you know, to get you on your feet and say, hey, in spite of what you're going through, we still love you. We still care about you. We still care that, you know, what you're going through, someone, someone definitely love you. And that's what it stands for. We we quality, we we love, we we love the, you know, your dignity is the only thing you have. And no one should be able to take that away from you. No one. That's amazing. How what inspired you to do this? Because this is not like something that, you know, is a corporate thing. I mean, you have you've had your jobs, you do your work, but this came as a calling to you. Yes, yes. Um being an eight year old growing up in uh Algill Gardens, which is a project on the south side of Chicago on 130th, right off the Doherty Road. Um, we grew up poor. and But we didn't take that as, okay, we live here, we don't have things, we don't know what we're going to do. Um, I was always called, uh, if, if people know who MacGyver is. Of course. So I, they used to call me the Black MacGyver <laughs> <laughs> in the projects. And literally, I don't know where it came from, but they used to call me the Black MacGyver because I would... Because you like make a car out of like I can find things to make it. So yeah. we we actually did that. We made That's go hilarious. karts. We made go karts out of out of out of two by fours, and and um, you remember the big wheel? We took the wheels off the back of a big wheel. We we hammered those <laughs> on the back of a piece of wood. So you legit yes. earned your name. Yes. That's amazing. You know, and I and I love the way my mind will think. How can we do this? Yeah. And as an eight year old kid, it was it was already. It was there. It was, I think it was written. It was, because I knew what I had to do. Even when I was a kid, like, I didn't eat beans. I didn't, I don't like beans. And my mom, I had got whoopings. Like, you need to eat these beans. And I'm like, no, I'm not eating beans. Like, okay, this is what you got to eat or you're going to starve. And I told my mom, like, no. Like, we had two little poodle dogs. And you were giving Oh, I did it all the time. I thought I did it all the time. And until this day, my mom laughs because she would wonder why, how your plate gets so empty. 
So my mama walked off. It only took a second, and we had a poodle named Pepper and Max. I put it on the floor. It's, it's gone. Like that. Yeah. Then I'll lick my hands. <laughs> like like I. Okay, you ate it. Yeah. You, so you're an actor, too. Oh, real fast. Yeah. And, you know, so my mom, we we didn't have much, but what we had was I would take out of the kit, the cabinet, to, to make ship these different meals. And so back in those days, we could knock on doors. And I could knock on the door and say, hey, my mom told me to come and borrow a slice of bread. So and she did it though, right? Never. <laughs> <laughs> never. And so I would go down the whole entire row every day. Meal. Every day. I did it. I remember like yesterday. My mom told me to borrow a stick of butter. Then I knock on the next door. My mom said, can she have a cup of sugar? Then the next door, my mom said, can we borrow some Kool-Aid? So at, when when I got to the end of the block, all the stuff, I had a little red wagon. <laughs> this is hilarious. I had a little red wagon, and I would carry all that food that I got from everybody and to go in the house. I made the Kool-Aid for us. I made, um, we would have grilled cheese sandwiches because Back then, you know, you had government cheese. And so we would make literally these best grilled cheese sandwiches. Amazing. And who's so I, we, though? Who, who's doing well, this? Like, I'm was, sure you had your buddies. No, no. Oh, my, just you. It was just me. I was the cook because none of my buddies, they just wanted to eat. And they would look at me like, you know, I, no, you can't cook on my mom's stove. My mama give me. I'll get a whooping if I let you in here. So I couldn't let nobody in the house. So you were built different. I mean, this, yes. was, just, this was you. Yes. And what I'm also hearing is that. You didn't say can't. You just said how. Yes. That, my man. And so, you know, um, so that led to different things coming out the door, um, out my mom's door. So and even with the story I tell everybody is I created Oodle Noodles. <laughs> and I'm going to take it to I'm going to take this with me when I leave here. I created Oodle Noodles. And I'm going to tell you how. Because back in the days, we had pasta noodles. And we had hot sauce. And we had government cheese, and we had um, Vienna sausage, and we had, like, Spam. We had sardines. So I would cook the pasta noodles. I would melt that cheese in the pot with some butter and milk. I would turn it real smooth, and I would pour it in with the pasta noodles, hit it with some Tabasco, <laughs> turn them little bits of Vienna sausage in there, stir it up what you have. Oodle noodle. That's oodle noodle. And I did that for a long time. I would give out bowls of oodle noodles at my mom's back door. And so I already knew where it was going. I knew where. I just didn't know when. I didn't know what it was going to take me. So as we was growing up, of course, living in the project, you had to belong to something. So we was incorporated to join the gangs, sell the drugs. Join the gangs. And so You got a force into it. I mean Yes. Yeah. Well, it was it wasn't more force. It was more you got to belong to somebody because if you don't belong to somebody, they're gonna take advantage of you. It's a lonely place out there. And nowhere to go. Right. So you're gonna belong to somebody. Right. So at that time I was just like, okay, I'm gonna belong to this gang here. Cause most of them are my friends. So I was selling drugs, but one thing I can say, and even to this day, even when I was selling the drugs and feeling this burn inside every time I would touch it, I didn't know until later on what that burn was, but I'm going to explain it. But 
as I was growing up in the gang and stuff, I didn't use the drug money to buy these houses or different cars. I was taking that money, feeding. So say your mom is the one doing the drugs. She take all the food stamps over to the drug dealer. So that house, your house can't eat. Okay, well, I'm a friend of you and your little sisters and brothers. So what I did was I sold the drugs, got the stamps back, went to the store and bought the food that was supposed to go in the house and give it back to you. Wow. That's what I did. Wow. And people couldn't understand, even to this day, the people that I was taking care of couldn't still believe, Mike, you're supposed to have all these houses. I said, no, I wasn't. First off, I probably don't even supposed to be here because of what I was doing. Right. But all while I was doing it, I was praising God and going to church. We had a church in the projects. And I would walk in there on Sundays on my own as a kid, even growing up. I would walk in there and just hear the word. And all while I was hearing that word, every Sunday I would walk in there and hear that word. I would feel a burn in my soul. And I couldn't understand why until I got older. Why is I'm burning? Why is I'm burning? And I couldn't fit. I couldn't figure it out. Why every time I grab this, this drug in my hand or all this money, I'm feeling like I'm burning in hell. <laughs> Literally. And and it and it and I could never. I would break out in sweats and everything, and I would never. I couldn't understand it. So as I got older, me and my friends. We drug dealers, we decided to go to the Taste of Chicago. We knew the Taste of Chicago was closing. We're going to get in this car. We're going to ride down there. We always, I never say the name of the company because I, I didn't mm-hmm. want to bash it out, but we always wanted the favorite pizza. And I goes down there, and we in there, we have our tickets, and a homeless guy, he got in. I don't know how he got in, didn't have no tickets, but he walked up and he said, um, sir, can I, it was, um, a Muslim guy who was running that company at that time. He said, sir, can I have a slice of pizza? Now, never mind you. We standing there. He throwing the pizza in the dumpster right before I asked the man asked him. He said, sir, can I have a slice of pizza? I don't want no money. I'm just hungry. I'm real. I ain't eight in days. The man told him, he said, no, you can have none. And he told him, he said, Hey, well, if you don't get away from my effing boof, I'm going to have you arrested. I looked at him and I told the man, I said, sir, you throwing it away in his face. Better yet, I'll pay for it. Here go the tickets. You're not going to pay for nothing. You effing, and you're part of him. And if you, if you get on um, pay for his stuff, I'm going to have both of you all arrested. So I turned around and looked and he was crying already. He's hungry. I started crying. I grabbed his hands. That's when the Lord spoke to me right then and there. Taste for the homeless. I told him, man, I said, sir, I ain't going to never see you again. I may not. But if I do see you again, let's, let me give you, let me tell you what this is. The Lord told me right here now that I'm going to start the taste for the homeless, which all the homeless will be able to come in here. And you see all these top restaurants in here, you'll be able to get it for free. You don't need no ticket. You don't have to sign your name. You're just going to walk right in the door and you'll get it for free. And he thanked me. I said, take this money. He said, no, I don't want the money. I said, you can't buy no food. When you walk out this, you can get the food. He took the money. He said, God bless you. And I pray I'll run into you again. And that's what launched in my mind. 
taste for the homeless. Wow. Wow. It was there. It was, it was there. Second time I've heard the story and better every time. So, um, wow. And, and you've been doing it and and talking to your beautiful wife and, you know, getting to know the backstory is that, you know, people talk about it and, and people always talk about giving back and you're doing it like on steroids. Yeah, I mean, like it's not even, I don't even call it giving back. It's like an obsession for you. Yes. But it really is about giving back. Yes. And, 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 you know, one of the things that I was most, uh, was endeared by, fascinated by is that you didn't want to take money. And I totally get, I relate to you in, in that way that with that, it comes a lot of expectations and, and control from the ones giving it. Right. And you didn't want that. You said, this is what I want to do. And I want you to tell me a little bit about that and just what your you know, mentality was when you first started out. And, and or even, not even just first, but, you know, kind of how you were uh, as far as that and, and your reasons why and, well, what you, and you, what you were telling people about it. Right. Well, at, it didn't it, it wasn't taste for the homeless yet. It was only the vision and the dream that God gave me in my heart. Right. So um, I was married before. And I think at that time I knew the person wasn't my wasn't my wife, but I wanted to live according to his will. So I married her because of the pressure from the parents, if you love God. Right, and, right. and I did it. I don't regret it. It happened. It taught me. But then growing up, I always knew my wife. And um, even in even in high school, she was I loved I didn't like going to class. So when breakdancing came out, I, I was a breakdancer in the hallway with a little bucket. <laughs> And I'm supposed to be in actually probably one of her classes. <laughs> and she would walk past smiling pretty. And she, hey, Mike. And I just blushed. And when she said that, I'm just centipeding on the ground. I'm doing all these steps. And I'm just thinking I'm the best dancer in the world. And she's like, Mike, you got to go to class. And I said, yeah, I'm going after this period. You know, she'll come back three periods later. And I'm still out there breakdancing in the hallway. So I, she... My wife was um, a, a younger person in the in the project that used to take us skating. Now, he'd never mind you, 16, 17-year-old, she used to rent school buses to literally take us out the projects. We, we never probably would have never even left the projects, but my wife took us to Screaming Wheels. These are top um, skate rinks, and... We had the best time of our lives. And she's only young. She, whoa, how did she? We never asked her, like, what got you to do this? Just get us out of here. Now I'm catching bottles in, cans, and everything to get me some money so I can go skating. So I told my wife, I said, uh-uh, I'm going skating. I see, And she got us lined up, and we just loving it. Here she is, pretty as ever. Got a little thing right there collecting our money, and we go. We come back the next day, we in school, we bragging how we had fun. So we, you know, going, I'm in school and I'm messing up. I'm about to get ready to graduate high school. She's in that class of 88. And they decide, okay, Mike, if you miss one more day at class or cut, we're going to kick you out. They told me that 10 times. 10 times. That last time they, I come in, hey, Mr. Eric, come here. I, hey, I said, hey, Mr. Orange, that's a true name. His name was Mr. Orange. Hey, Mr. Orange, you know I love you, right? He said, come here. 
I went in the office, him, Mr. Orm, Mr. Murphy. Hey, you know, we didn't told you this many times. Right after we told you, you went out the bus and got on the bus and went to Roseland to watch Bruce Lee. I'm wondering, how did you even see me watching Bruce Lee? And that was actually true. Me and my friends cut glass and went to see Bruce Lee. And I said, uh-oh. I looked him in the eye. I said, teardrop. He said, call your, call your mom. I said, call my mom? He said, yeah, because we are about to kick you out of here. I said, kick me out? I said, oh, Lord, I'm about to, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I'm complete. So long story short, she came up there. She looked me in the eye like, oh, you, you in trouble. They kicked me out, but they said that there was something they seen in me. They don't know what it is, but they don't want me to be a person lost to the street. We're going to send you to Job Corps. So my mom said, please. Oh, you're like 16, 17. Yes. Right? She said, please. And I said, Job Corps. And she said, and they told me where, told me where it was. Now, I'm on 130th in, uh, in Chicago. You sending me to Edinburgh, Indiana, off in a field with corn. Oh, wow. Looked like a wow. college dorm. Wow. And, and you want me? I said, oh, no. I'd rather run away. Oh, go ahead then. And I, they gave me a lot of experience of what it was like, and I tried it. I'm in there young. Go in the first week, I quit. <laughs> oh, the first week I quit. Got in there, got homesick. I'm crying every day. I said, Mom, if you don't come get me, I'm walking through them cornfields. They drove down there and got me. The next following week, I felt like the Lord put on me, I'm, I'm missing something. I got to go back. I called the center director. He said, we already knew you was going to come back. We just wanted you to see what you was going back <laughs> get to. taste Yes. I went back and and aced it. Wow. Became in, in a history, graduated with the diploma and three trades and end up becoming the first young DJ at all job corps centers. So they were sending me on the weekend to different job corps centers to be the top DJ. So I would DJ day parties, one at this center, one at this center, one at this center. And even yeah. still to this day, I am that DJ. Wow. For I didn't DJ for many of kids. But what really did it was the Lord didn't release in me that taste yet. So I ended up getting a divorce. I said, Lord, something got to give. Like, you told me you got me. And I started feeling like I wasn't loved. And I told the Lord, I said, I don't think you love me like I love you. And I thought I was wrong with saying it. And, and I said, Lord, don't punch me now. I don't, don't want me. But I just feel like you don't love me like I love you. And I said, I didn't understand, I didn't understand it. But he said, I need you to stop everything. And, and uh, everything at the time was the DJing, the... Yes, the DJ. He also had another business. The um the DJ working at the Jaw Course Center. Uh, I was traveling, giving things like we didn't even have no no foundation or nothing. I just made up something, mm -hmm. which was called the um it was called Mike Incorporated. <laughs> it wasn't registered. 
And I even made shirts. <laughs> it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't registered. It, it was called Mike Incorporated. It wasn't registered. It was just called Mike Incorporated. And I was highly, I was lifting my head up and I act like I had a real LLC. And I didn't even know what that was. And so Mike Incorporated. And I walked out on faith. Like I start, but then I ended up becoming a DJ on the radio here in Chicago, different radio stations. I was a mix master and all that stuff. And so I was at a laundromat over in Homewood and ran into an alumni. And he said, hey, he said, Mike, you still DJ? I said, yeah. He said, well, you know, the alumni is finna have a, they need a DJ for, I said, my school? Yeah. He said, yeah, us. And he said, by the way, do you know, you remember Pam? I said, do I remember Pam? <laughs> I said, wait, it was only one fine Pam. And, and and he said, that's her. He said, she's running the alumni, one of the, and I said, she said, hey, he, I'm going to call her, and, and soon as I called her, I already knew instantly she was my wife. I already knew instant, instantly. But did instantly. she know? She did, but okay. she ran But she ran from it. Mm. <laughs> so she didn't know right away? She, she no. I think right away, did, I think she, I think she knew right away. Because she tried to avoid me because of my height. She thought I grew when we disappeared and all of us went our way. She thought I was six feet. Well, actually, she still was meeting one of the Oompa Loompas from the Wiz, the Wizard of Oz. Because she couldn't, she thought, how would I grow? You know, she literally thought I grew. When she seen me, she, oh, you should see the face. Like, whoa, I want, I want to lay my head in your chest. Not you lay yours in mine. And so she, I, she literally looked, looked at me like she seen a ghost <laughs> and told me I thought you grew. Oh, no, I ain't got no platforms on. I'm just me. And so I, it was just so, uh, it was just, but, but long story short. I'm sweating over here. You're hilarious. Long, long story short, I mean, of course we married, but because there's a whole story to it that'll blow your mind. Um, I knew she was my wife. She hid from me for about a week because, you know. But long, 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 long story short, um, when we finally married, um, the Lord started really messing with me then. Like, you, you, you got to do what I told you to do if you want the greater move, the greater I am. And I called it. I called it. And I said, I went to the wife. I grabbed her hand. I said, babe. The Lord wants me full time to serve his people, whether it's going out, giving different things. Or She looked at me and she said, let's do this. She gave me a hug. And from that day, we started All Kids Matter, which is still active. And how long ago was that? Um, this was like seven years ago. Wow. We started All Kids Matter Foundation. Wow. And this is the twist to All Kids Matter Foundation. Of course, you think All Kids Matter is the kids. It is the kids, but it's the kids in you as an adult. Mm. And we should all be more childlike. Because when we was kids, we didn't really get a life. Some of us didn't even play. We couldn't get, we couldn't afford toys. We never had a bike. So... Every now and then as an adult, don't you want to still fly model cars, race cars, get on go-karts, play with paint and all type of stuff? That's that kid that you didn't get to live that life. 
So that's where All Kids Matter Foundation came from, which laid on down the road as we built, like maybe two years later, we built because we we in a we we in the living room we making sandwiches and hygiene so, bags. So that was and, first. Yes, All Kids, Matter, All Kids was for, Matter was first. Oh, okay. Which turned into Taste for the Homeless. Right, right, right. Because that's when the Lord told me to release something to the wife. I told her that whole story about Taste for the Homeless and the guy that was at the, and we converted it over to Taste for the Homeless. We mm. still have All Kids Matter because we still do things, <clears throat> not just for the adults, but we also have like community festivals and different things for the kids. But- we converted it over to taste for the homeless, and from that day forth, it just it just took off. Wow! It went somewhere we would never think, and you know, just being faithful and trusting God in the things that He said He would multiply. I always say multiply, bring back the ten, but <laughs> He will multiply, and it it was just so amazing because it was times where okay, she. Works at the Board of Trade, and I'm just always been that hustling person. And and did for what was it, thirty years? Yes, yes. Been 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 and, at the Board of Trade up until 2020, right? Yeah, she yeah. was one of the runners on the floor. Wow. She used to run the floor, like run and pass them things out. And I was just the person that twenty about twenty years ago. I I just always been that hustling person. You know, I know how to make a way, and I know as a man what to do. To please the wife. You're the or Black MacGyver, of course you know. Instantly. Right? The Black MacGyver. <laughs> and so I always will make a way. Even though she was nine, a nine to five, or, and I will make sure she was covered when she got home, but she understood what God had already put over me. And that's some things in life that um, your spouse don't just support you. Yeah. And that's what tears up a lot of marriages and different things the support it ain't just the sexual part the it's this sexual the love and the support and she supported me with that vision and i used to always every day oh, babe don't you quit your job we got this and i knew already what god told me but she didn't he didn't tell her that yet oh well babe the lord told me um, it, I'm, it's not yet until you release me. I ain't going. I'm babe, but I'm I'm not turning you against the, the Lord. But I'm just telling you, come on. I know we'll do if we together. Now, even when she was at work, her company loved me so much. They let her do taste for the homeless work at the same time when she was working at the board. Wow. And they would just do so much to to help us, you know. So we we embraced that and. I just kept asking her every other week. Hey, wait, hey, you ready to walk? And that's when the the company decide. And even, and even though through COVID, they wasn't even doing bad with numbers or nothing. They just decided to, they didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So when she grabbed my hands and she came home, I seen something on her on her face like, "Oh, well, okay, wait a minute, what's going on?" Well, I got something to tell you. And I think, you know, when you when you laid off your job or you 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 feel some kind of way, she did not show nothing. She didn't show nothing. Like, okay, wait a minute. They just let you go. They just closed the door. She said, yeah, but I'm okay. I said, you okay? 30 years? She said, no, I'm okay. Then I said, yes. I said, <laughs> yes. Woo, thank you, Lord. 
I knew right then and there what this was all about. Thank you, Lord. I said, Lord, thank you. Because she said, you know what? I ain't doing nothing for a whole week. I ain't doing this. I ain't doing that. I said, babe, we got work to do. I ain't doing nothing for a whole week. I said, okay. Okay. But when she finally got a break, she just went full force with Taste for the Homeless. Start learning stuff, which one thing I know about my wife is, which is so amazing. I don't judge the other way because I'm not a judge person. But my wife is a person. She's the woman MacGyver. And I'm going to tell you, I've seen this. She's the woman MacGyver. And she can figure it out and will not go to sleep until she get it. She it will it would just bother her so bad that okay, we've been up all day. We've been serving people all day from five in the morning to six, and we need to figure out something in this computer to get to the next uh, space we gotta get to. Right. She will not go to bed. And so I'm in the bed. I'm snoring. I'm I'm passing mm-hmm. out. I'm passing wind and all that stuff in the bed. I'm enjoying myself. I'm sleeping good. I'm smelling with the smelly. And all of a sudden, I get up. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I walk in the living room. She's still on the computer. I mean, wide awake. She said, jump up, baby. I got it. I said, you got what? And she figured out the things that no one would teach us about a foundation. Wow. No one would teach us how to do a 501c3. My wife figured it out. They wanted to charge us thousands of dollars. My wife figured it out. It's things now my wife will figure it out. I just say, baby, I don't know how to do that. Okay, we, we, that. We, we'll figure it out. And and this was the, the start of Taste for the Homeless. homeless. Yes. You. No one would help me nowhere. Wow. Nowhere. I remember the day I let. So I, I, I asked God to, to guide everything that we do. And when he wanted me to release the flyer the first time to the world about what Taste for the Homeless Summerfest is about to be. I prayed on it. I got my friend to do a flyer, and he told me the time to put it out. Put it out, it instantly went viral. 390 shares. She, we in the bed, and I'm, and I'm grabbing her on the leg like, babe, we had 90,000 shares. I said, look at this. I said, babe, we already, we 900,000. I said, babe, look at this. Look, oh, my God. Literally the, watching the number spin like the slot what machine. You, and you just posted about the event? That's it. That's it? I dropped the flyer. That's not po- a big deal. It's a big I deal. I broke but... down the whole story about what Taste uh... for the Homeless was, and I released the flyer to the world, and it not an hour later, instantly went viral. And when was it's, this? When did you do that? Oh, my God. This had to be six years. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the first... The first Five years ago. So you really have done a taste for the homeless. Oh yeah, we do. We we have the same event like Taste of Chicago. Right. Every year. Wow. The same event, the tents, the stage, the everything, but it's one hundred. And we bust all of the shelters in the city of Chicago, the suburbs, everywhere. Wow. To one location, and it looks. We got carnival rides. Wow. We got everything you name from horses to to go karts to because I bring that kid. And right, we do right, right. the summer Santa too. So we have a toy area where we give out the toys. And, That's beautiful. And they come. 
But I want to make sure that people understand this too. It's not just that that you do. This is an everyday thing. Every day. Like this is not, oh, we're doing this once a year. No. You know, we're saving up for this. No. And and then we wait till next year. No. This is 365 days a year for you. Yes. And we, and we, because I I need to eat 365 days a year. I need clothes. I need a bath. Why would other people not need the same thing, right? And why would they? And you know, that's the one thing I'm, I'm, I'm truly honored that um, you came in and shared all this because that's the one thing that I see that people talk often is wealth and mm-hmm. this idea of wealth. And I just don't, like, how, how can you talk about wealth if you're just thinking about you and you pass by all these people that are hungry while you're sitting in a restaurant eating while you're yes. you know, home and you're comfortable. Yes. And so, yes. you know, for what you do and everything, and, and I will say that I'm sure there's much more to the story and, and I'm excited to be able to to keep going, right? Yes. And, and have more conversations like this, but it really is, you know, and I say this not just for me, but for those that are aware, um, not even that know you, but that know the heart that it takes that goes into someone having, uh, needing that in order to do what you do. I mean, we say judge a tree by the fruit it produces, right? And, and here you are doing this and living by example. So, you know, on, on every level, I'm, I'm just one, blessed, but two, just honored that, you know, I get to know you and be a part of this journey with you. How can those that are listening support your mission? How can they contribute? How can they find you? You know, just help, how can they get involved? Um, I always tell them this because I'm like the backwards of it. So you can go to the website, www.tastefortheholeness.org. And we'll include that in the, on yes. the website as well. And I always say Google my name, Michael Earhart, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A-I-R-H-A-R-T. Everything pops up. Our whole journey from All Kids Matter all the way up to where we at today, it pops up. So a lot of people, and we know we do cash out, we do different things like that. I finally, out of the years, finally agreed to take donations from people because one lady told me, she said, I can't come out there and help you, which I would love to. But as you see, I'm in a wheelchair. Mm. But I would like to. The Lord told me to donate to you. So why won't you take my blessing so I can receive mine? And it put something on my mind. And then the wife told me, yes, she said. That's huge, though. She said, you cannot block my blessing because you won't take it. How dare you, right? And that's how she told me. I mean, that's true, though. And she said. The Lord said, bless you for me to receive mine. And I, mm, it got me. You're stuck. Like, like it's the, thousands it, of people that wants to do something. They can't get out there. Yeah. But they can give. And I gave in. I gave in because I'm not, I don't want to block so your blessing. the first time? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I know you, I mean, I, I think that's. I, it, it did it. It did it. Like. You know, the wife was already pounding before, pounding me like, you're taking all our money. Like, you're cleaning out our bank account. You got to receive this. And not just your bank account, but your everything, retirement the, account, the, your 401k. All that. 401k. You're taking I mean, everything. You took everything off I'm, of this. I'm clearing out everything. I'm feeding thousands of people every day cooking. We in the kitchen. We sweating. We in a small kitchen. We and, dropping and, and, juice all over the floor. And we the biggest cook. thing, too, that I want to mention, sorry not to interrupt, but that you're not feeding people what you wouldn't eat. Right. You're feeding them what you want to eat. Yes. And you do eat. Yes. And you enjoy eating. Yes. Just like you were telling me about the story about the hot dogs. You don't give hot dogs. You no. give premium Angus. No, we beef don't hot we dogs. don't do pork chicken and beef in one hot dog. We give you the biggest Angus beef Polish hot dog you ever seen in your entire life. Yeah. 
the no, Angus Beef amazing. Burger. That T-bone steak that you wish that you could go downtown and eat, I got it for you. Wow. Those big lobsters, our lobster is bigger than red lobster. Wow. We have huge. We have large crabs. We have everything you ever taste or you didn't taste. When you run into taste for the homeless, you're going to taste it. That's amazing. You're going to taste it. Well, if you're out there listening, please show your support, even if it's just to send a note of encouragement to Dr. Michael Earhart. Yes. We got to put that name. Congratulations on that because... It needs to be understood as well. You just yeah. got this recently, too, just, right? Yes. Last year. Yes. Congratulations. But It was amazing. No, much to be proud of. And, yeah. You know, uh, again, if you're out there listening, highly encourage you. Get involved. Check out the website. Just check out his work. Like you said, Google him. You can find some things. If you find it in your heart to, to give, to be a part of it, uh, join the journey. I would encourage you to reach out to him. You'll get that uh, message in his email directly. But, Michael, sir, thank you. Thank you. For being here, and God bless you. And Thank you. you know, and everything you do. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Yes, sir.